If you'd like to help us pay our guests and produce the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash what's my thesis. And if you rate and review us five stars, it helps people find us, which is really helpful. Help in twice in one sentence. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. yeah. more versatile narrative is uh and not to like because i love comic book movies but um Mm -hmm. there's like uh there's some really interesting actually one of my favorite shows that's come out is uh the doom patrol which is only available on the dc universe app okay but but it's it's sort of are you a dc person yeah i'm a very i'm a huge (laughs) dc comics person are you a comic books person um not, not like, like I like comic books, but I have friends that are like comic book people and I'm not that person, yeah, yeah. but I like, I really like, I'm not any other person than like an artist. Like yeah, I yeah. always want to be something else, but like, I'm just too consumed by <laughs> being like, yeah, you yeah. know. Well, for me, that's, it's one and the same. The DC comics, uh-huh. it, it, like I don't separate that cause that's kind of how I got into it. In fact, I, yeah. ju- I just had uh, an artist, uh, or I, I recently met a guy that is into comics and his work is very comic influenced and I, I it's like validated. His okay. name is Peter Max Lawrence. It's validated my entire relationship to comics and I'm like, oh, I don't have to hide this. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. about like writing though too. It's storytelling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would yeah, I still read comics. Like I, I read more graphic novels if same shit. <laughs> no. But you know what I'm like like yeah, yeah. I, which a usually graphic deline- novel is just a complete storyline. Yeah, but usually like to con that delineate it's not superhero comics. Like I read yeah. you know, like I don't know. Yeah, well, the same way when you started saying DC, I was like, Oh, this person's a DC like you're hardcore. Like everyone I know who likes DC. Well but <laughs> but I mean I, I actually well, do you know you know who uh, Grant Morrison is? Yeah, yeah. So he's 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 that's more what I was bringing up is the is not so much the superhero comic book side Uh of it, which is I think well represented by the Marvel movies, Mm -hmm. but like this show um, is is written by somebody that thinks very abstractly as well, Mm -hmm. and and so that's why I'm interested in in the way that you're talking about the 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 fact that language can be clear and unclear and 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 also I mean. That goes into just even how politicians talk, and I don't want to get into politics at all. But uh-huh. uh, but just the the idea of, of well, that's for- the part that's infuriating about politician talk, right? Is that yeah. they're saying that that you realize what they're saying and and either, why they're saying it that yeah. way, and yeah, that, and because you know, it's intention. Yeah. It's the same reason why I get frustrated with like when you're listening to like NPR or something and they ask the question, which is clearly the answer or what yeah. everyone else wants to say is yeah. like, yes, that person means that you don't yeah. have to ask that question. You know, we don't do have you, to do. You, how do you feel about NPR? <laughs> uh, I, I feel like half the time I listen to it. There are things that like I live in a separate world. Yeah. Um, especially with the people who, who hosts the shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I like any information. So, yeah. you know, uh, I've sometimes, and the, and we can move off of this, yeah. but sometimes I feel like it's tragedy porn. I feel like it's very, it has this very specific aesthetic. Yeah. But it's also very much about, uh, privileged people, feeling good about themselves being aware of other people's suffering sometimes i guess that's the part where i don't get upset because it doesn't upset me but it just makes me aware of what i what listeners of that uh, of npr 
uh, don't know about themselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess I get more jealous that other people have, like, more free time or something, you know, because I want to <laughs> be interested in the stuff on there, and then sometimes I'm like, that that doesn't enter my life ever, you know? Oh, like what? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, yesterday, the segment on, like, housing prices, and, like, the first one was, like, if you, if, what can you get for $2,000, you know? And then it was like, dude, I don't, I don't have any friends who's necessarily, <laughs> that's even on their radar. Like, like, and that's their starting point, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. And, and, and <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, they live on the other side of the segregation line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's for people who can't afford those $2,000 things so that they still feel a little bit more woke than they maybe are, or a little bit more cultured. I think it's like culture in a can sometimes without like it's there on the radio. You can turn it on. Yeah. And it's immediately, you well, get most people listen to it in their car. Right. So yeah. like, you but don't, there's so yeah, much yeah. other shit you could listen to yeah. to inform yourself. Yeah. Right. Especially nowadays, there's just such a multitude of podcasts that yeah. have like, you know, I, but I think that there's like a trust in that aesthetic that is is a little crazy. But I don't want I don't want to spend too much time talking about like I don't want to okay. get bogged down on on that. No, but but it is but that is another example of like, uh, well that's what I one of the things that I thought of was the word picture, mm-hmm. right? And that yeah. that's a various. Uh, um, one of the things that I resent is that they're just flooding the podcasting space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, dude, you don't, you, you don't, it's not enough that people are listening to your shit on the radio. Whenever they get in the car, you have to give them other options so that they can listen to specifically what you guys oh, have. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, damn, yeah. dude. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> Podcasts that, are for poor people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's like anything. You don't want the big people ruining yeah, exactly. the, the free shit. That's my jealousy, though. That's like, I'm like, uh-huh. damn, dude, you guys are drowning us. Yeah. Because I do an arts and culture podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no one's doing this. Well, I don't know. Maybe someone is, but I haven't seen them. But I appreciate that. It's, I mean, there's definitely somebody probably doing something similar. This is so derivative of so many different other styles, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, and that's for me, that's an aesthetic thing for me. Like I like, uh, podcasts in this, in the sense of like what podcasts were like 10 years ago when okay. it was just like comedians and just like shitheads, uh-huh. you, you know, like where it wasn't like this, like, um, you know. Yeah. More like cable access TV. Yeah. It was uh-huh. a little bit more it, it, yeah. it, like we're now, sometimes they get a little bit more finished and like you have to listen to like two minutes of fucking advertising just to get to yeah. the content. Yeah, I don't I don't really listen to too many. I think I listen to like three podcasts. What do you listen to? Mark Barron. Yeah. That's um, that's a good one. Uh The Nine Club. What's that? It's about skateboarding. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but that's what that's what podcasting is to me. Fucking super niche shit for people that like Oh yeah. Know. Yeah, the skateboarding one's so cool cuz it's so specifically esoteric and obsessive. <laughs> yeah. And there's like I think that I listened to one that was like 4 hours long the other day on like one dude's like career story and i listen to every single yeah. minute of it you know that shit is fascinating though because those are people like some you get people like tony hawk who were like living <laughs> yeah on their own they had their own house when they were like yeah 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 a lot of people <laughs> how the fuck did that guy end up well adjusted he seems normal yeah this uh he's supposed supposedly smokes a lot of weed okay yeah god damn how do you keep your balance yeah and then what's the third podcast? I think it was only two. I, was, uh, well, I think I was saying. Do you three listen just... to Rogan at all? Some Regularly? every depending on the guest. Yeah. Yeah, he sucks me in with his guests. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's basically how I do it too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the 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 Alex Jones ones are always fun though. <laughs> I, I haven't listened to one of those. Yeah. A know. lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> you when he's interviewing people, a lot of times he's just like. The dumb one in the room, yeah. which I which I respect. That's a very useful position to be in when you have someone that is more of an expert than yeah. you on something. But then when he has Alex Jones, he's like, "All right, all right, all right." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs> that shit's hilarious. But um, but yeah, what? I, so you've been here since two thousand six. So you've been here like maybe two years longer than I have. Mm-hmm. 
So that's a pretty long, like, I would say that if you've lived there here that long, you, you can speak with authority about the city because you've probably lived in several different parts of town by now, too. Or have you, because you said you lived near Otis and now you're where you're closer to. Yeah, the, I feel like I lived in every part of town. Yeah. 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 And you get to see it all change and shit. I guess so. I don't know. More, I mean, like, 2006, more hopefully I've changed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the city definitely changes you. How have you changed? What were you? Well, you were from... Bernardino, I can't. I can't say it like you. I, Sam I just, Bernardino. I, Sam Bernardino. I just feel like a poser trying to be like, "Hey, fellow Sam, Sam Sandinos." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I you know. Sometimes people bring up having a California accent, or like you or, do you. Mm. you when you first came in here, uh-huh. I had been spent the whole day quietly cleaning, listening to podcasts, uh-huh. and you and I was like, I was like, "Fuck, dude, this guy has definitely been out in the city." I can tell just because you're like your volume level was a little. High. Hey, what's up? <laughs> nah, I don't want that. <laughs> a lot of that during the day, yeah. uh, man. The one of the, uh, I don't know. Every you were chill, but you were like you were you were coming from activity. Yeah, <laughs> you were yeah, coming from always. A you, yeah, like, you're always happy to be somewhere. Finally here, like yeah, like like I don't know. I feel that half the time when I get home, like I don't even want to say what happened because it was just like it was Tuesday, and how's that different from uh, any other Tuesday? But a bunch of crazy shit happened, and like usually on the way to work. I mean, sometimes crazy stuff at work. Um, and then afterwards, like, so like, give me some crazy LA stories. I think this is what we're, <laughs> I don't, what we're I, looking for. Just weird shit that's happened to you. Nothing stands out. No, every minute's weird. Like on the way here, I, I, I got on the train and I got off the train by USC and Jefferson and I hopped on the bus to come to Lincoln Heights. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, are you construction, construction? And he, he was speaking to me in Spanish and I, and I was just like, oh, I don't know. I was tired and I, I didn't have the, you know, the strength the to, to. <laughs> to speak my Spanish skills. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, no. And I was like, and then I was like, oh, here we go. Cause the bus was coming. And then he was like trying to offer me a screwdriver, a flathead, brand new, shiny flathead <laughs> screwdriver. And I was like, no, he was like, do you, do you need it? And I was like, no, I'm good. And then I was, and then I was like, oh, look, here comes the bus. Oh my Let's God. get on, you know? <laughs> and he was like, okay. And he just tossed the, the screwdriver in the trash can. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, I had a fucking scary one the other day where I was making a delivery downtown. Uh huh. And and I'm like paying in the meter and my wallet is out and this yeah. guy and this guy asks me for money and he goes, uh, and I, and I was like, nah, I I can't because like I literally was struggling that at that point. Yeah. But he saw that I had a dollar in my thing. He's like, yo, can I get a dollar? Yeah. And, and I'm like, no, I'm actually broke. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning that that's like one of my few dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and he he starts going like. He starts going, saying something about like, would you think I'm a fucking slave, you cracker? And he starts dropping M-bombs and it's just like, and he's behind me and I'm walking. And you're downtown? This, and I'm downtown and I'm yeah. walking in this one direction and I just like, I'm like, I do my, my privilege thing and like an idiot, I turn around and I'm like, hey man, you're being weird. And then that guy, that sets him off. Uh-huh. <clears throat> And I'm like, okay. And I do what I should have done in the first place, which is just keep walking. Yeah. Because <laughs> he would have just yelled like he did. The, he's, it, the same yeah, thing well, happened. Yeah, a lot of times he people aren't even yelling at you. They, they're just yelling at uh, Yeah. 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 And, it, and I was like, and then he starts to like, he starts to like actually threaten me. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like standing there kind of like just looking at him. And he goes, he's like... He goes, you're staring at me. I'm like, no, I'm scared. You're threatening me. I'm just watching you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then it like it, he he still like worked up, but it was like it's like fuck, dude. You, you can just do something stupid like that and just think that you like have you know how to handle a situation. And you're just like fuck. I made this worse. Yeah, but I think the important thing is to. Like, not run away from interaction. Yeah, like, no. I, I, and I think a lot of people miss out 
like specifically never just like walking down the street or being on a bus here is because like there's a lot of things that you encounter that you never want to encounter yeah but when you get through them you kind of like have a better understanding of like what everyone else is having to go through yeah, in, yeah. in a day's time you know and yeah. and that's, no and and dude that guy was just frustrated that he didn't get money and it really wasn't about me <laughs> but it was a fucking it was it was like well you know most people get to go home and fucking no yell in, yell in their house you know no, and be absolutely. like fuck everyone and, and fuck this and then that and, and i was yeah. gonna go spend that fucking dollar so. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> so so yeah. i totally like i was in the wrong there but i was just like i i was like I was trying to function like the rules of society applied to this person and they don't. Mm-hmm. And it was raw and he was never going to harm me. Yeah. And, like he just needed to vent it. And, and I should have just let him do that. Let him have that instead of like telling him that he was being weird, yeah. which is like, uh, I don't know. I don't think that's such a terrible response. Like, because that's, you at least acknowledging this other person. Well, that's where yeah, I, yeah. I was trying to talk yeah, yeah, to him yeah. like he was a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like and and that's not what he wanted though. Uh-huh. You, like I don't feel like I was being condescending, but I no. do I, I I do think that like he didn't want that from me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if you're interacting with someone who's like on the hustle, they they honestly could give a shit less if if you're trying to because they're looking for the yeah, yeah not exactly. for you not 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 they're looking for someone. To either, I don't know exactly what they're looking for, but they're, you know, they want, they want to be satisfied. Well, I mean, my treating him like a person didn't change the situation or my thinking, whatever. It was more about how I felt about myself Mm -hmm. and like, and I, I I agree with you. I don't, I don't think I was like necessarily wrong, Yeah, but I was like, it probably would have been better if I didn't say anything. You know, because then mm. he wouldn't have gotten, he worked up with me. He was going to work h- himself up anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I don't know. I got spat on once by a driver <laughs> through my window. Like he he, he spat at me. Um, but th- yeah, all those things like, I guess I'm experiencing a lot of stuff just like doing that, being on the street for deliveries and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. But uh, but. I think it's interesting that you do it like regularly, like, you know, and you get like, cause I remember when I was riding my bike more, <laughs> Yeah, I was that's like, the one I get in trouble with because then you're riding your bike and you're in traffic and your adrenaline starts pumping yeah. and I'm not that aggressive a person, but that's the point where I could turn into a really aggressive person yeah. and like. You know, you flip somebody off, you cut somebody off, yeah, I yeah. smacked a car here and there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and a car could kill you. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, dude, sometimes you, you like, the more time you spend driving in this city, the more likely you are to get yourself into trouble, which is oh, why, yeah. why this is not a long term I got pulled plan. over on my bike, like, and it's not the first time, like, and I, I, and I thought I was cool and I actually have to pay the ticket now, but, um. Yeah, I got pulled over several For months what? ago. Popping a wheelie. Um, I I rolled I rolled a, a red light, and okay. so part of my path, I go over by the new football stadium by USC, the okay. new soccer yeah, stadium. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was turning on to. Oh, you're like you guys are down by all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was turning on to Figueroa, um, right by MLK. And um, right after the bike path starts, right? Mm -hmm. But for that, like, two long two blocks, there's no bike path. It's like a three-lane street, and it's heavy traffic, and people are hauling ass, you know? Mm -hmm. And also, there's this huge right-hand turn lane that people, like, there's a gas station and a huge right-hand turn lane onto the freeway, and um, it gets really piled up. And it's so wide that two cars can fit in there. Uh So the space where between that lane and the next lane where you could fit in between cars sometimes gets completely blocked up. Uh, Right. And and like, that's a whole nother thing weaving through that intersection where sometimes I have to go into the middle lane because even the traffic blocks up the right lane and you have to go around cars still. Yeah. So anyways, I anticipate this, right. And this has been like, I've been riding my bike every day. So I was on it. And so 
I see the light turning yellow, right? Uh-huh. So, like, I'm getting to make this hard-ass right-hand turn, and I'm going as fast as I can, right? And I make it, and I'm hauling ass down the street. I'm ahead of the cars, and, like, I'm, I'm just, like, jamming, and I get pulled up, and a fucking motorcycle cop... Has to <laughs> has to roll up to me like he had to like not that I'm going so fast that you know but yeah. I'm like he uh, had to speed up a little bit yeah to, <laughs> to pull me over and then, and then he pulls me over like on Figueroa still and I'm so embarrassed like I'm so embarrassed <laughs> like it is like this is like eight thirty in the morning you know yeah. I and don't I, think I've ever seen a cyclist no get pulled over. <laughs> yeah like so embarrassing like and then I'm sure it was like what what did this dude do that he got pulled over you know like like this guy like literally like on the right turn lane motorcycle, motorcycle cop me standing there on my bike and like and two I'm like you know I'm like like because I'm breathing really heavy and I and I know I ran the light, you know, and yeah, I, yeah. I tried to lie to him, and I, like, I, <laughs> I was, didn't see it at pedal speed. <laughs> I was, you know, I was like, you know, the light turns really fast, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not on a bicycle, motherfucker. <laughs> and when he told me, essentially, he was like, I don't care if you're on a bike, but if that was a car or a bike or anybody. If I saw anyone do that ever again, I would immediately pull them over because that was so <laughs> illegal what you just did. <laughs> and part of myself was proud of myself, too, you know, <laughs> but it definitely sucks. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's like I'm the one person who gets a, a ticket on, on a bicycle, you know, like I'm a sure, moving yeah. violation, too, you know, like do <laughs> <laughs> you get points on your bicycle yeah, license? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, but uh, no, I have to go to court and figure all this shit out and give the monies like uh, you know was it expensive i think bail? i think i probably owe them like six hundred dollars fuck i think it was like it was like two it was like two hundred dollars and then and then i didn't pay that so now i got to figure it out and it's oh, probably six hundred dollars but originally it was at least like probably 200 bucks wow yeah. that's fucked up yeah 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 they, they're not uh forgiving out here it's yeah. it and <sighs> That's why I stopped driving because yeah. I, I couldn't afford it anymore. You get so yeah. many parking tickets. And that's what happens every time I get a car. Yeah. I, took I may a, or may not be behind on parking tickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last car I got rid of, I, this is like two or three summers ago. No, it had to be like three or four now. And I was so desperate for a job that I finally got a job working at Whole Foods as a dishwasher mm-hmm. in Venice Beach. Okay. And so... I drive over there, and I was staying at several different people's places. Drive over there. There's no parking. There's no parking yeah, yeah. for the, and there's no parking for the employees. So I worked there two weeks, and in both those two weeks, I got a parking ticket each time. Jesus. And and then, yeah, and then like some other freak accident. I I like I I, I had this accident where I fell off like this platform in my sleep, and I like fucked myself up super bad. And, and so, I, um, uh, what platform I just, were you sleeping? On? <laughs> Is this a loft? <laughs> you know how you do. <laughs> You've never fallen off of a platform. All right, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> I'm better now, but I, I was really. I, it might lead to a really dark story. I was like, I was in a really low place. I had to suck this guy's dick for a platform to sleep on. <laughs> it's not that dark. <laughs> you just need a little water. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I hope I changed, you know, as... <laughs> well, how, how have you changed? Do you feel like you've changed in, in, in like, uh, are you more relaxed about things? Because the, the, the stereotypes is that just life is so easy out here that you're, like, not as uptight. It's definitely different than walking than in this walking city like New I York. I think it's or, different for artists, you know? Like, yeah. the city has such a rich and long history for artists, um, uh academics about art you know and people i mean i think that's why a lot of people are here either to go to art school or like if they didn't go to art school here they want to be involved in the scene here Mm -hmm. um what was the question doesn't matter (laughs) i want to get more into more some crazy la stories Man, I don't know. Because it seems like you, you, you <laughs> it seems like you're struggling a little bit because it's all been so normalized to you. <laughs> but even the fucking screwdriver story is is pretty funny. Yeah, that's just every day, you know. I, I, 
Every, well, the, the me getting spit on story is actually kind of funny because I was being uh-huh. an, an asshole and uh-huh. I was, I was like trying to take a picture of something as I was driving. So I was driving a little sn- slow. Yeah. And the guy behind me, he honks at me and I just flip him a bird like automatic. Yeah. And I turn. Yeah. And then the guy turns. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I see what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so I pull over and the guy drives past me and he's like, what? And then he pulls over. Yeah. And then I just, I, I start to drive. No, sorry. And then he goes past me and I start to drive behind him. And then, the, and then he pulls over to get behind me again. Yeah. And so I pull over again. And I think what I was just doing was getting him even more aggravated because he really just wanted to fucking scare me. Yeah. But I was just like, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and he, like, the first time he, pull, he pulls up next to me, he rolls down his window. He's like, it's like, he's like, what now? Or so he, oh, that's another, t- it, like, I find that, like, when people that shouldn't be using the N-word uh-huh. start using the N-word, uh-huh. I get less terrified uh-huh. because I'm like, you shouldn't be using that. And you're uh-huh. using that to scare me. <laughs> uh. So, like, the the dude eventually he just gets frustrated with all the pulling overs because i'm just like, I'm not going to let him drive right, right behind me and follow me. Yeah. And then that, then, like, he goes... He drives past me and spits on me. Yeah. And it, it goes through the window and hits me. But what I'm thinking is that this dude spat across his car out mm-hmm. of his window across his passenger seat. Yeah. So, like, there's no way. It's impressive that he hit me at all. But yeah. there's no way that there's not saliva all, like, on the fucking inside of his door and all this shit. Then he goes and he pulls... But like, and I just keep driving. I'm like, all right, it's done. I got spat on. A little yeah. humiliating, but could have been worse. And then he starts driving back and I'm like, and he goes, you fucking bitch. And I'm like, what? You're the one who spat on me. <laughs> I pulled over. You could have gotten out, you know, but I wasn't pulling over to fight him. But yeah. like there, if he really wanted to, and which was the dumb thing, if he really wanted to fucking be angry he had the opportunity i like i i fucked up i was like (laughs) you know but it was like it's just the fucking la is just ridiculous with shit like that yeah i think that's it's people get so fucking angry on in their cars but that's that that really made me like analyze whether i should be flicking people off so cavalier (laughs) i mean you know, anytime you do anything aggressive towards somebody else, you should be ready to, for the repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think cars are like, they're weird. I, I think all the time I'm riding my bike, I think about how like the scale of my bike is in some ways larger than what what people experience in their cars. Because cars are kind of like a sleeve you know, and I think cars are. They isolate you. Yeah, They're but they all, they also. I think people think of themselves as being larger in a car, right? Yeah, but yeah. a car is not yeah. really that large. No, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, as large as people think it is. You know, like it, it's like armor or something like that for them, right? But I think about the the problem. How we were talking about like the the rampant. You brought it rampant. The homelessness here, yeah, right? Yeah. Like the the biggest thing now is people living in their cars, and for a while people were getting away with that, and now there's all these ordinances about where people yeah. can park their cars, right? Yeah. But the functionality of a car, there's never a space big enough that you could lay down in it, right? Yeah. And maybe like older cars, yes, but like more and not more with they, bucket seats anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, and that's probably like the design. There's never. You know, no one's designing a, a one-seat car with a bed in it, you yeah. know, which, like, would actually probably, like, help out a lot of people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but... If they do, they're, like, fucking pickup trucks. But they used to have, like, camper vans and shit like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I I always think people are so deceived in their cars, like, like just as a as a secondary appendage, like, you, your scale's thrown off, you yeah. know? Like, you, you always think... Like, uh, and you always think you get somewhere quicker, right? But then there's the external factor of everything around you that kind of slows that down. And as like, if you live in a city that gets harder and harder for that expect- expectation to be fulfilled. And, and I think a lot of people suffer f- because of that. Yeah. Um, 
like and not in a way like they're in in pain or their life sucks or something like that but i think a lot of uh problem solving and free thought is eliminated in a car yeah and that well uh, and the, and 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 it becomes a passive audience thing where like yeah you, you're you're yeah <clears throat> you can and curate the, what you listen the, to the illusion of control you know yeah I like like well i one of the things that i was thinking about because uh, we talked about it, or I talked about it with my last guest, but uh-huh. um, uh, the in the movie, one of the things that they do really effectively in the new Blade Runner in the sequel, uh-huh. the I forget what the number is, but the the one that just came out recently, or like in the last couple of years, the the amount of time that he spends taking long trips in his car yeah. just makes you feel like the loneliness like that's one of the devices that they use yeah it is super isolating which is why i like you know your your lifestyle of just taking the bus everywhere is a very different experience where like you are not alone (laughs) no you're (laughs) You're constantly interacting and and made to uh negotiate and share a space with other people as opposed to like your car can be as messy as you fucking want and it doesn't become a reality for anyone else until they Mm -hmm. take a ride in it Mm -hmm. how messy is jackie's car I don't... She's a really neat person, so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one making it dirty. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Um, but even that, like... Yeah, I, I think there's something ab- uh, about that, that people... Uh, the, the passive... Being passive in a car in mm-hmm. the experience of the city, that it leads to the illusion that this isn't a shared space, and LA's all about shared space. Yeah, you know, and that's the fight. Like, is that? I mean, it's not only here, but everywhere. But as much as a place becomes attractive, people try and uh, privatize it more and more. Yeah, and so we're having less. Like the places that need the most shared space, they try and take that away, right? Like, well, that, there's a, a thing that people out here do is say that like green spaces, like having a house. Uh-huh. That has a yard, yeah, is environmentally friendly, but it's actually the opposite because yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's really not good for the environment to have that much uh, space, like just because how, of the amount of driving you have to do to compensate for that. Yeah, and this is all stuff that I get from the LA podcast, uh, which is like a, a local podcast that okay. has, that gets into like local politics. But they talk about the homeless problem as well, and like yeah. there's all the, there really is a, a very big push and pull here. Yeah, um, and like constantly. Yeah, and that's um, that's also a tied connection, like to to my own personal history is is between San Bernardino and here. There wasn't. There was like those were two places that you could travel, and that the spaces gotten tighter as the years have gone on, and more stuff has developed in, in between. between. But it's always been like people being pushed out of here, having to go out there because you can't afford it. Yeah, and then someone like me moving back to here to try and like make a living and be somewhere that's not isolated out there. Yeah, um, that. That that like that's a shared history that keeps on going out here. Yeah, you know. Well, I imagine there's a lot of like that movement from from those from like even Riverside and mm-hmm. and West Covina and all of those places. Yeah. It, uh, that like, I don't know. I don't. I don't get the sense that a lot of Orange County people want to come up here. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah. I think there's that like I think no. the isolation going east is where... yeah, because that's like the the epitome or like the you know of of suburbanization or what they wanted to yeah. look like yeah yeah, I, yeah yeah i remember someone telling me that they like i lived in highland park before and, and driving on the 110 and like where the five and the 110 and, the, and like there's a lot of dirt here yeah. you know and people don't like dirt yeah and like that's so strange yeah right and everyone's someone telling me that like the interchange was ugly and it was like trees and dirt and you're yeah. like i'm like <laughs> That's so heartbreaking. You hate trees and dirt. That's like the best things we could have, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess you get a lot of people also coming out here from places that are like a lot more lush and they're not, it takes getting used to how dry it is out here. Uh-huh. Like it's not a, a tropical, which I'm fucking fine with. See, in means... San Bernardino, it's the desert. It's super dry. Oh, and it's so over here it's sand. more lush. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I've, I've always enjoyed that weather. Like I always like, 
like a walk in the hot sun. Like I don't yeah. know. Uh, like I, I feel like I. Thrive. But that's different than the stickiness that you get in like uh, uh-huh. in Florida, yeah. which I prefer this out here. Uh-huh. Even though I like the lushness of Florida, I don't want it to fucking rain uh-huh. and then have the sun hit the rain on the on the asphalt and then just make it a sauna as that shit starts to evaporate and like that happens daily over there. That's where all that humidity comes from. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll hang out out here any day. Yeah. Um what any while like what was it cause you you said you did drugs in uh San Francisco. Was what's there to do in San Bernardino or Bernardino? Bedino. <laughs> I can't I still haven't figured out which syllable you leave out. <laughs> it, it's the R's cuz I say R's. San, yeah. Sandino. <laughs> San Bedino. Um, no, I would, uh, uh, like as a kid, what is it? Is it, it it seems, I have no idea. All I know about San Bernardino is that the, the, the 10 goes that way Uh when I want to go East. Um, but is it like, what, like, what's it like? What's the childhood like there? um, I, I moved a lot when I was a kid, so we, we perpetually moved further and further out outside of like LA and LA County. So, so you started off in LA and in, then... in like East, in LA County. So like okay. e- East of East LA, if you go like over the hill and you go over to like West Covina, uh, La okay. Puente, uh, city of industry, Hacienda Heights. That's uh, still LA County. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's LA County till Pomona and, po- oh, okay. uh, and then, um, uh, Pomona, I think Pomona or Montclair, maybe that's the borderline one of those is the start of san Bernardino county the end of la county and then once you hit ontario upland that's the start of san Bernardino county okay and then it, it goes all the way ontario's nice or no is it it's i mean it's 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 not not nice okay. yeah. <laughs> so i blend? never know how to answer those questions you know my aunt asked me the other day if where I lived was safe, and uh-huh. I was like, "Well, not for you, but <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's super safe. That's why I live there. That's why I live there because it reminds me the most of in like South LA, being in like you know, uh, in in a place where I don't know. It, it, I feel comfortable there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like it feels. It's a place like brown people. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, for how long though? Yeah. I don't know. Because this barrio is changing. Yeah, I don't know. I can't worry about that, you know? No, no. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to stress you out. <laughs> no, I mean, I do get stressed out about it. You I know? do too. Yeah. I do too. I just signed something and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't sign that. Like, it was a, an estoppel for this place. And I was like, I maybe should have had someone else look at it first. Yeah. Um,. Can you turn on a light? Oh yeah, sorry. Yes, no, no, my. Oh, so did you? You said you had some poems that you wanted. Yeah, to yeah. That, yeah. I, um, that was the other part that like. Are these your I, poems or are these? No, I I was really taken by the like kind of inspiration thing or or why. Mm-hmm. So we talked a lot about like how how I personally see painting and and poetry and how mm-hmm. those how one thing leads into another and like that that was my own kind of personal journey mm-hmm. you know but I, I think even when you're saying like if, if what is contemporary poetry or or what that or like my involvement in it mm-hmm. like my involvement in any of these things has been here and the the few few people that I know that do it you know yeah, like yeah. like they're they're specifically LA artists that I met here that I'm friends with that in, inspired me, encouraged me, but also like just being around them was like, okay, that's how you do things, you know? Mm. Like, um, and I, and I think even at the time of leaving school, uh, Los Angeles has a rich history of painters, mm. you know? And that, that was like a certain attraction. And then like all the fucking novels and stuff like that about LA inspired me, you know? Yeah. Um, so this is from the Savage Detectives, which was that book that you mentioned. Uh, yeah, I brought like a handful of things. I don't okay. know. It, 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 it's it's um, you know, I brought this book 
rumors that is a, a, a group of things like we could maybe just pick something like as an example of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, for sure. Um, it, it's so the, the rumors. This is like this group of people that I met at a book fair where I was doing I had a booth. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my friend did a thing called uh, uh, Sucio Sanchez. Okay. Um, but these people were next to us and they they're a group of people, um, you know, that we just met. But they 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 had a space on Skid Row where it was like people that lived down there. It was, they had a, a studio. OK. So so the so the, that's on that's like the home or the original home, because now it's so decentralized, the homeless uh, population is so decentralized. But that's usually that is where like it was concentrated when they started to clear out downtown. Right. Yeah, so these are people that live down there, and it was just a zine that I got from them. Do they live on the street, or do they live in that area? Uh, are they homeless people? I don't know. So, okay. But this is like a collection of both, you know? Like, it seemed rude to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were really cool dudes, you yeah. know? And it, was, it wasn't necessarily the artists there. It was these guys representing their, their space or their club and then selling some of their zines and stuff they'd done with uh-huh. people. And they were it, in themselves... People of the community, okay. Uh, so, so they they were just like the leader of the group helping out, and then maybe they knew how to print and publish a zine and and cut it and staple it together. Cool. So they're so even like at the beginning, um, uh, each of these interesting characters was drawn into existence over the past year. I chosen to write their stories come out of the creative writing salon at Lamp's Lamp Arts program. Uh, the writers were challenged with three prompts: a description of the character their motivation in life and or a love letter it all worked perfectly so that's like the start of like this this in, in here but it, they're really intense and they're all short poems and they have these really intense drawings like yeah yeah you know and this one's called a uh, malicious rumor if this doesn't look like trouble what is from the top of our watts tower hair to the bottom of your footprint scabs two holes ro- rolling off her is something going to happen to someone at any time Oliver. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, and just just the first name. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think each one is is by different ones, but um, awful rumor. Think of the ugliest sweater you've ever seen. That's what I look like. Think of the most pathetic excuse you've ever heard. That's what I sound like. Think of the saddest story you've ever read. That's what I dream of. Think of the most horrifying accident you've ever watched. That's what I cause. Think of the most dangerous situation you ever found yourself in. That is my life. Think of the happiest, safest, most peaceful you ever have ever felt. That is how I'll make you feel. Katja. K-T-J-A. Yeah, that sounds like you pronounced that right. As the expert that mispronounces everybody's name except <laughs> yours. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'll read one more from here. Vicious Rumor. Vicious is most proud of her hair. She has discovered the nasty is good with a pair of scissors, and two of them meet secretly. Every now and then, the Vicious gets a haircut. Nasty kicks up her roots like a barber's chair, and Vicious nestles into her relaxing arms. Vicious's fine hair is fine and delicate, and Nasty takes great pains to keep Vicious's wrinkles and sags from snagging any threads. Using sap to the first condition, then style the hair. Typically, Vicious adds at least one new wrinkle on her neck each haircut, and Nasty blushes every time. Never has she said anything though, by Jerry. Cool. Um, so, you know, stuff like this is always lurking, or like yeah. you, you just kind of, and that's that's really what I'm searching for. Well, it seems like this is also. You just made me realize how democratic just poetry is. Where yeah, you can just instead of it being. And that's some, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly, and that's the part of the appeal, you know. Yeah. And even like in that first one where it's talking about Watts Tower's hair, it's something reminiscent that always pops up in people who live here. Yeah. Write about here is the surroundings, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. it is like this very. And you're always looking at everything's blown out, you know. You're always seeing like the sky is always blown out here, you know. The sun's always bright. Yeah, We're yeah, always. Yeah. It's, it's almost like. And everything is just equally punished by the sun where it all yeah, everything like where everything's saturated. Yeah. Like like it's just you know, and that's kinda how culture happens here, you know? Like how you're saying like the podcasting, even like the influx of artists, like there's so much like it all it all comes at once and there's yeah, like yeah. this big you can't even see, like there's so much, <laughs> you know. And some of it you really like, but other parts you're just like it's too much, you know, like yeah. I, I need it I need to go back, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 
Um, well, and then also just just because when you are <laughs> when you are out in the world over here, you can get yourself so far away from home. Yeah, that it can <laughs> it can be overwhelming to be that far away from home regularly. Um, I brought this other thing that yeah. uh, is my friend Richard Andres, who is a poet here in Los Angeles. Okay, and this is um. His book that he came out, Musings and Wanderings and, and Pink Dildos. That's the title of the okay. book. And I have, um, I have, this might be like an early version of it, but like he's someone I definitely feel writes about the, he, I know he writes about the city, but he's like another br- a bus person. Um, yeah. And even, let's see. Okay. This one's called Jungle Book. Uh, I found a notebook lying on the empty seat of a bus once. I was going to take the notebook. A peek was enough. Then set it aside for someone else to take once my stop, once my stopped approach. When I picked up the notebook, a small leaflet paper fell in the narrow hall. I picked it up. Whoever this is, male or female writer, was their letter writing skills were ineligible. Uh, below was a small type version of what could be made on that le- loose leaflet paper. I can't stop thinking about your pussy. I want it so bad. The movie Private Parts was a decent movie for its era and peak of Howard Stern. Let's make our own movie called Private Parts. I don't <laughs> care about getting sued over copyright infringement. Yes, it'll be the awkward at first, but human beings have biological rhythms. Once we find ours, it's somewhat okay on the boat. It's not smooth sailing, but who cares? Who gives a <laughs> fuck about getting it right the first time? I just want your jungle pussy riding my jungle dick. Sway those hips like you mean it. I don't care anymore. I need you tonight. That's how the world is. That's the world we live in. We are so primal. I don't want to hear no from you. I want you to say yes to life and yes to me. <laughs> I want you to myself. I want my dick inside your vagina. I don't want to <laughs> fantasize about it. I am not man enough. In this fantasy, I'm a big, lousy, sexual deviant. I know what I am. Do you know what you are? <laughs> uh, is that uh, that's a, a draft of a letter he never sent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I love that, like... Uh, even knowing him, it's the thing that he found on the bus on there, but yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily true, you know? <laughs> like, maybe that was his own, like, that was his own draft. And well, that's and a- then there's also a little bit of a meta thing there where you're, uh, you're, what's it called? You're reading, it's, it's that thing where you're, he's appropriating someone else's writing because it's so fucking... <laughs> yeah. But if, like, if the poem that he found was just presented by the poet himself... And it was like, yo, I'm proud of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I wonder if it would have the same impact as a story of some, as it does now, which is a story of somebody finding something very intimate and, and, uh, and retelling it. (laughs) And obviously it affected him. (laughs) Yeah. But it is, it is like, uh, I do see what you're saying about these like little glimpses of Los Angeles that does feel like, um, like something that you wouldn't have an experience you wouldn't have access to if you, uh, weren't, uh, if you were in a car, right? Like, yeah. obviously you can't find someone no, else's book in your car. which is the thing car. about, like, when I was, without, I can't tell you what it is without reading you some of the poems, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll read you one more of his. Wait, you then, can, don't, don't rush. You, okay. If whatever you want to read me, I mean, because this is a, this is the first time that, like, someone brings art that fits this format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not describing visual stuff. We're describing words. So no, I, uh, okay. Yeah, so, so don't feel like you're wasting my time. Go okay, ahead. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Which is another one. Uh, <laughs> a poet's or a writer's problem because, like. I, I, you know, as I brought more than I, I need. Clear. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Fine. But, like, the, like words. <laughs> oh, man, cheers. Let me dump out my pockets, man. I got, they're heavy with words. <laughs> Promiscuous writing, you hashtag meh. Writers understand writers. When I'm writing, I think back to how it can be portrayed in film. Basketball Diaries comes to mind. Do I want my life to be fiction? Life is fiction. I have never had a writer's group critique. 
I need to keep on writing no matter what. I've gotten into the bad habit of not wanting to read what I've written right after. I'm just trying to read more carefully these days. Too much is skipped when so much is written. Why write so much when much of it is never read, even by me? Slow down there, buddy. The problem is sharing with whom or oversharing. What's supposed to happen next? I want to fuck you really good. The minute you and I are in the same car, become your master for the next three hours. I've been wanting to fuck you good. I won't be nice. You may be my slave, white and nerdy. I wish to be more assertive and less nice. Categorize under unfulfilled fantasies, desires, buried desires. Let me be as perverted as I wish to be. Never censor my thoughts. Don't hold any judgments. Do you know, uh, have you ever heard of uh, this guy, Austin Spears? He's credited with being the first person to um, figure out that what really happens in occultism is mental sleight of hand where uh-huh. you just or sleight of mind. So, so you're just kind of deceiving yourself, you're tricking yourself. And so one of the things that's really funny as I was reading about him um, was that he's, he was a proponent of this thing called automatic writing, which is not the same as free writing. Uh-huh. Um, which I, I remembered from that, but uh, he w- the premise is that you write sort of like free writing, but it's a psychic mm-hmm. practice uh-huh. that you are channeling something, and it, it's it kind of deals with sort of like that spirit box. I, do you know what a spirit box is? No, I don't. It's it's a, a little radio thing that sort of switches between radio stations, and people say that if you talk to it and ask questions. It, and there's a really fun documentary where if you talk to it and ask questions, it will answer you, you know, so like what they'll do is they'll give, they'll give someone uh, some headphones to the spirit mm-hmm. box. And then like, like, let's say Jackie's got that on. So we would be asking Jackie, que- Jackie questions and Jackie can't hear us. She's, mm-hmm. And she's just listening to, um, t- and, and repeating what the box says. So it would be like the tin okay. can. And all of this, right? And and but what is really fun is that it, what you're reminding me is like the power of uh, words is also within the ability to self deceive because proponents of automatic writing that think that agree it, think it is actually psychic uh, a, a psychic uh, ability mm-hmm. also acknowledge that it leads to a lot of uh, self delusion. <laughs> where, where you can like believe your own bullshit so much, which is really interesting. <laughs> What <laughs> yeah that's scary right yeah i mean i uh yeah i think that's like as artists you always got to check yourself you know? <laughs> <laughs> no but it's fun to go into those abstract places do you oh, have another one sure. read um yeah okay okay this one i mean this one is like i have to read the bukowski one because this is like this a starting point for me you know yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so you want to be a writer if it doesn't come bursting out of you in spite of everything, don't do it. Unless it comes unmasked out of your heart and your mind and your mouth and your gut, don't do it. If you have to sit for hours staring at your computer screen or hunched over your typewriter searching for words, don't do it. If you're doing it for money or fame, don't do it. If you're doing it because you want women in your bed, don't do it. If you have to sit there and rewrite it again and again, don't do it. If it's hard work just thinking about doing it, don't do it. If you're trying to write like somebody else, forget about it. If you have to wait for it to roar out of you, then wait patiently. If it never does roar out of you, do something else. If you first have to read it to your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your parents or to anybody at all, you're not ready. Don't be like so many writers. Don't be like so many thousands of people who call themselves writers. Don't be dull and boring and pretentious. Don't be consumed with self-love. The libraries of the world have yawned themselves to sleep over your kind. Don't add to that. (laughs) Don't do it unless it comes out of your soul like a rocket. Unless being still would drive you to madness or suicide or murder. Don't do it. Unless the sun inside you is burning your gut. Don't do it. When it's truly time and and you have been chosen, it will do it by itself. And it will keep on doing it until you die or it dies in you. There's no other way and there never was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he's very much from that uh that what's it called uh 
I don't know if I would call him a, a postmodernist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's definitely very much in that uh, romanticizing suffering kind of thing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, what was his heyday? Well, because uh, well, I, I was taken aback by him saying computer. I was like, "This motherfucker yeah. saying computer." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is like um, from a collection of of poems from twenty to ninety four. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, he was working well into the 90s. 20 to, 1920 to 94. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think maybe his acclaim starts at, like, the 80s or 70s when people start... Like, really it, picking it, up on Yeah, it. but by then he's, like, in his, you know, his 50s. <laughs> uh, There's no curing his fucking cynicism. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's also a style, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah. at a certain point, I can't detach that from the... Like, what what I feel Los Angeles is like, what the attitude here is like, or what what I, I want it to be, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I can't separate those anymore as yeah. far as, like, influence and who I am, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Do you have any of your stuff? Mm, I have the one that is, like, this thing that I wrote for, like... Um, let's no. read one that isn't Bukowski so you don't have to follow him. <laughs> and then let's read yours. Okay. 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 You're looking for a piece of paper that's between pages in those books? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be on the show. Yeah, I'm gonna book you at the end of this. <laughs> um, yeah. So this exactly talk tackles the topic of writing and um, my visual practice. Okay. Okay. This and is this like, is yours. Yeah. This is like a a statement of sorts. Okay. You know? Okay. Shaim Soutine said, "I'm uncomfortable with who people are." Searching for a confiscation of all your pleasure as you watch me throw into a trash can barrel on a camping trip in the desert to keep us warm. We jump in together and we each become a phoenix. Only interested in the sweat of your six cigarette stains and your 18-year-old blazer. I just wanted to start fires all of the time. I was young and I remember dancing like it was the way to start a fire. My fingers are bruised, my hands are bruised, my mind is bruised, what's new? Neon demon mother... William F. Buckley Jr. on the topic of the visible versus the illuminating. A room full of gorillas and suits painted in white paint. I'm uncomfortable with who people are. The, hef <laughs> the heftiness of your hips reminds me of how much passion has crushed me. Inauguration of the pleasure doom. I guess it helps slightly when things go well. The linen on the surface, needle in the camel's eye. Repression is a virtue. The hips say or whisper to a man who thought about men who have nowhere to go all day as he passed them on the streets like placards on a memory. Last time I went to San Francisco, I didn't have any fun, and all the bars are boring. Waiting for the sadness to pull out of my body like a habit in the morning just takes time. Something's gone wrong again. This plan is an exit, but is it one worth getting off on? More jokes about painting all the time. When you go searching for a soul, is a soul what you find? I thought about how I could feel now. That soul I was searching for, I don't find in myself. In fact, I'm not even concerned about it anymore. A rare thought, at least. I'm more concerned with the emotions I project onto the others around me to determine wealth and value for myself. An educated routine of regiment. A purpose in the cultural cataclysm I hope destined. Idyllic male fantasies finally gone wrong. Postmodern contemporary archives of daily habits. No feet is that great, and the avocado was delightfully inappropriate. I don't think real art looks like something you can't touch. Hybrid moment, no star crash was the title of an album. Plur plurality through image, color, and reference as a sound or a way to speak. The dissolution of the image through a representation of color, sonic clear fuzz. Always a work of color. Cool. So I see, I see what you were talking about, how it's... It's not even just about the actual work, but also the research that you're doing for the visual art as well mm -hmm. and, and as a reference point. It's yeah. interesting. Do you find that then that because you don't have to be at a canvas, it's like nonstop that you're working on, on, on the poetic side? Or is there a clear time where you're like, all right, I'm going to be writing something right now? Or is it... It's like periods of obsession. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah. almost like, I mean, not that you're bipolar, but like a manic 
uh, working manically. Uh huh. Yeah, for like sure. Focused. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know if it's even appropriate to appropriate that terminology <laughs> of mental health. <laughs> I don't know either. But yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely manic, <laughs> and it's definitely it. It takes the same form as a process of working, uh-huh. and then it's come out in different mediums. You know. Okay. So like, and it's all been slow, and it's it's. It's it's self-manifesting intention. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have an interest. I seek out that interest. I pursue that interest. You do that interest. That interest leads to something else, you know? Mm-hmm. So the writing, you do that obsessively. I kept notebooks for years and years, and I felt like I did that long enough to when I actually started making two-dimensional paintings on on painting surfaces mostly predominantly mm-hmm. canvases easily identifiable paintings yeah that it was i transferred the same energy and it felt like i was doing the same thing as the notebook stuff yeah yeah in the painting yeah. you know and now so you're like jay-z who used to write write yes i am like jay-z <laughs> <laughs> I think we should end there. <laughs> it's not going to be better than that. <laughs> I, I, I can dig that. <laughs> it was a genuine pleasure, man. I definitely want to hang out with you. We should go see some shows. Hell yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have a yeah. Latino Hell yeah, <laughs> Latinx yeah. that yeah, I can kick yeah. it with. All right, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, and, and I'm glad that you came in because... And that is one of those things. It's like poetry is one of those... Um, you feel, for some reason, it seems to me like it's separate from my experience. But if you made me realize that it's really not like that. That's all art, though, yeah, right? Yeah, it yeah, always yeah. feels like something unattainable. And the artist's yeah, role yeah, yeah. is to make it not, to, yeah. to, to tell the everyday person to make connections, to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, I've, and I experience that by literally, like, doing what I want to do. That's That stuff happens when you're, like, true to yourself and you put like a true portrayal of yourself out there to interact with people and, and yeah, yeah. And ready to be criticized or disliked or <laughs> yeah, whatever, absolutely. you know, like at least, at least that's a reaction, you know? No, I definitely get that. Yeah. yeah. And I can relate to that. Just doing this show of like putting Ex- it out. Well, you know, like, and that one of the things that, um, just hearing people give you feedback back so far, it's not been critical, but it's it, it like, I keep just saying, it's like, it makes you very aware that you're out there, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> especially with this thing. Yeah. I think Jackie once w- was the person that said to me, uh, it's weird to be talking about somebody that's in the room <laughs> and, <laughs> and can't defend themselves. <laughs> but, uh, but at the, at the OPAF, she was the one that said to me that, Oh, Oh, I recognize your cadence. And that, and that was like, yeah. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. I'm super self-aware. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember her telling me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that, but that is, and that's like one of those things where it's like, uh, to some degree, you have to accept where your what your capabilities are as well at this moment, and like that you can only make what you're making now because you can't be farther ahead in the process. But then also having faith that through doing it, you will get better and more sophisticated at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you gotta do the work. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That's the one thing that I hope people get out of this podcast is that if you don't do the work, it's not going to get done. <laughs> yeah, but I think things like this, even being an artist or even like, you know, keeping up with doing the podcast and like that, you know, when people do find it and they're, they, they, they like it and they, they want to be a part of it in whatever way they can, it's another way to connect to people because yeah. some, sometimes you're stuck by yourself trying to take care of your life. No, it's things. definitely, yeah. you know, I mean, I do have that thing where I'm like miserable at work and then I, but I'm like, but I got downloads today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? And that means that, and like in a very real sense, that means that people, uh, that someone is No, even like you asking yeah. me, like, you know, I try to space it out to where it wasn't too much time, you know, and normally today is like my Fridays, like, oh, yeah. so I have the, but I work tomorrow, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. but I was like, okay, I want enough time that I could think about this yeah, yeah and absolutely. then I, I could try and prepare a little beforehand, but still be loose, you know, <laughs> and, and then too, but then in that time I got really stressed out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I still get stressed out about the show, don't worry. <laughs>
<laughs> but you know, now I look at that and I'm like, that's not so bad. You know, yeah, you yeah, should yeah. be stressed out. You know, yeah, and it's not. No, it, you, it just means you care. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. That's what I used to it, tell my players. Like, if you're nervous before a game, it just means you care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Like, and like I, I was, I was like feeling anxious, especially when I when I've met the people, but I don't uh-huh. really know them yet. You yeah. know, like we met for like five seconds. No, exactly. At yeah. And so like, I'm always like. Is this person going to be talkative or am I going to have to pull it out of them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was a true pleasure. Anything you'd Thank like to plug? No. Um, well, you're, you have your, your Instagram, which is Alex Andrew Sanchez with uh, underscores. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if that's that exciting for people. No, just plugging myself. I follow you. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, see, this is where I'm ahead of you. This is where I feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take your dick out right now. <laughs> oh, trust me, everyone's seen it. <laughs> all right. My neighbors will probably hate us right now because it's just like all they're hearing is just giggling. <laughs> all right, man. Thank all you right. so much. Thank you, Javier. What's My Thesis is produced by Javier Proenza, who is talking in the third person. Reach out at whatsmythesis at gmail.com and follow us on all social media at whatsmythesis. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you donate to our Patreon, this is where I'll give you a shout out and make up what kind of art you make based entirely on your name and nothing else. <laughs>